Hello, beautiful. I'm your host, Samantha Roberto, founder of the Vibrancy Method program, and I am honored to be your life and mindset coach today. I believe we are most vibrant when we are authentically ourselves, and quite often, it's our challenging moments in life that shape us to be that best version. I also believe that deep down, we all have an unshakable confidence within us, and sometimes we just need to be reminded of the light within and who we truly are. So here, we share empowered women's stories to highlight the importance of honoring the journey and to learn from their lessons. We've got a great episode for you today, so let's get to it. Christine, I am super excited. We are finally getting this combo in. We tried to do this last month and technical difficulties didn't work out, but here we are. I almost had technical difficulties today, but we made it. Yes, and I love how you go with the flow because sometimes those things can get stressful and it. we both agree, like, let's not force this. It'll happen totally. when it happens. And that's the thing when you try to hold on to things in life and like when things start going the wrong way and you're like, you know, you try to control it and this and that, that's when you get so torn off of your equilibrium and it's just, it's not worth it. Sometimes shit happens and you move on and it all works out in the end, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's always really simple, right? (laughs) Those little things we forget. We just, we tend to complicate it. But anyways, I'm super excited you are here. I would love to hear a little bit about your story because you've got a very interesting background, celebrity photographer, relationships, like there's just a lot going on. So just tell me, let's hear your story. Sure. So I've been a wedding lifestyle and celebrity photographer for about 15 years now. And I was drawn to events, weddings in particular, because I liked connection between people. I was always very drawn to that. And during this time, a lot of it, I was single and I was looking for my life partner. I wanted that. So being around weddings and families, it was very appealing to me to witness these moments and kind of Mm. put in my mental piggy bank, you know, what do I want? What do I not want? How do I want it to feel? How do I want it to look? So that was me kind of observing it. And uh, when COVID hit, the events industry basically disappeared overnight, or it, it's currently on pause. And I had already thought about pivoting my career years before, but COVID kind of accelerated everything. So while I was at home, um, because I've also been writing for many years now, I've had a blog for over 10 years, writing up about personal growth and uh, my relationship journey, all that. So I turned it into a book called Show Up. Finding Love for Independent Women. And it's based on my dating experience, which oftentimes was frustrating before I met my husband. So I wanted to offer support for women out there who might be in that struggle because I felt like there's a lot of solutions out there, but no one really talks about how crappy it can feel when you're going through it, especially being a capable independent woman. When you're happy with a lot of things in your life, you got good friends, you're making a lot of money, everything's great. But there's this one part of your life that can be a challenge. And for me, that was romantic relationships. Mm. One thing you mentioned there that I loved is that you said that COVID accelerated it. It was a thought that was already there. And that's what I find is happening with the whole COVID thing. I feel like it's bringing whatever we've been thinking about really to the forefront. So I didn't realize you you wrote your book during COVID or you launched it during COVID. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank it's you. super exciting. Thanks. Yeah, I had, uh, I told myself like, I've always wanted to publish a book. And I said, now I have no excuse. I'm at home. I can focus on one thing and 
within a few months, I, I got it up and the response has been really good so far. So I feel very grateful for that. Well, amazing. I feel like relationships is definitely a hot topic, especially during COVID. So many people that are my friends who are single are like, okay, when's this going to be over? I want to get out there and meet people. You know, you were talking about your frustrations prior to meeting your husband. I can imagine, you know, during COVID in this situation, it might be a bit more challenging, even more so. Right. Uh, Again, everything's heightened, I would think. Um, And it comes down to, I mean, it's good because things are getting kicked up. Like, what, what are you feeling right now? Like, are you feeling more, more desperate? Like more like, oh, it's not out there for me or gosh, dating's really hard and it's even harder now. So it's, it's good to, to see that and observe that. And then now what can you do about it? And the mm, million dollar question, <laughs> what can you do about it? Always, right? There's a circumstance, but what can you do about it? Right. And also what's the truth versus what's, your belief or your story about it. Because if you mm. constantly tell yourself, oh, dating's hard, uh, you know, like LA dating sucks. I mean, that's going to be your reality. <laughs> You'll find every little thing to prove yourself right. Versus you could change your mindset to more optimistic. Because mm-hmm. if you do live in a big city, you're around people all the time. So to me, usually there's no excuse. Like you can meet people if you live around people. And even with these apps now, you know, it's a great way to connect. And with COVID, it's probably one of the better ways to to put yourself out there is are these apps and dating websites. Um, but I've had friends who have met awesome partners during COVID and they went into it very optimistic and feeling good about themselves, no pressure, wanting to connect. And that's what they did. And right now they're in serious long-term relationships. Beautiful. And I feel like there's a difference there. It's that that self-work of like, you know, doing the inner work and feeling really good about yourself and, you know, going out there with that as opposed to, you know, the stories we might tell ourselves. It's two very different realities. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, my book is basically about feeling good. Like, what do you need to feel good instead of trying to make something happen? Because as soon as you put that energy, that like forced energy that you want a specific result, this is going to make me happy. Oftentimes you'll learn, I mean, in life, you know, how many times have we had a work goal or something and you got there and, you know, you're happy for a little bit and then you're, you think now what? Like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. I did it. Like now what? (laughs) And so, (laughs) right. So being clear on, on how you want to feel, because if you do feel good and optimistic and happy, the, your outside circumstances won't matter as much, right? Because I, I'm sure you know really wealthy, successful people as well. And sometimes there's times in life when they're not happy. You know, and a lot of times people think a lot of wealth and, you know, having a flexible schedule and all that will give them happiness, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, in some sense, it can ease your life. But truly, what is the end goal? And usually, at least for me, I want to feel good. I don't care what's going on around me. I just want to feel good. If I'm happy, I'm happy. So how did you meet your husband? Because you were a strong, independent woman. And that was the one area of your life where it was like, uh, you know, you're dating. But how did you meet him? Uh, I met him standing outside of a restaurant waiting for an Uber. And uh, <laughs> so it was organic. And deep down, I did want an organic. I wanted a cute story. Although I I knew like it actually doesn't matter how I meet him. If I meet him, I meet him. Um, so I was also mm-hmm. on the apps during this time, but I happened to meet him standing outside um, a restaurant that he used to work for that restaurant group. 
And so while I was waiting for an Uber, two people walked around the corner and it was former clients that I had photographed their wedding a, a couple of years prior. And they said, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm about to hop in my Uber. And I said, why don't you join us for dinner? We're having dinner with friends. And Pete, my now husband, was one of their friends. Ah, the synchronicities, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was I was at a good point in my life where I felt very confident in who I was you know, and what, where I showed up, where it was, um, I guess dating was just less personal to me at that point. It's just, here's me, you know, and I'm just going to do me. Um, I didn't feel as much that I had to show up in a way to keep someone interested or impress them. It's, it was more, this is me, you know, if you like me, you do. If you don't, it's cool because I like me. And uh, I really learned to take it less personal. To be honest, like I would just say he didn't like me. You know, the truth is I probably would be disappointed. You know, I'm human. And it's yes. a good thing. It means you care. But I I wouldn't let it like my whole life crumble because someone didn't choose me. Where before, mm-hmm. years before that, I would let that happen. It's that feeling, right? Sometimes when you're waiting for the text, you're waiting, you like, what do I say? What do I do? It can, you can get so caught up in the, you know, in the, like the, the energy of that dating. I've been there before. I think all women have been there, you know, where you're just like, what do I do? What do I say? How, how do I approach this? And it's just, it's all consuming. Yes. Or it can be. Yes, totally. Totally. And you're in a long-term relationship right now, right? Yeah, I am. So my partner and I, we met actually at a Robin Sharma event about two and a half years ago. So it was very synchronistic as well. He was living in LA. I was living in Thunder Bay. We met in Toronto at this event and then um, ended up because we didn't really know how it was going to work out because we were in different, you know, different cities. But we kept meeting up at different events because we loved personal development. So we went to Brennan Bouchard together. We, you know, went to an event in Morocco together. And then we went to A-Fest together, which is an event we've both been to. So we went to A-Fest Bali. And then when we were there, we were like, okay, let's just try to find a a way that it's going to work. And I really do feel like when I was single, I really wanted to be with someone who didn't see distance as a barrier because it would show me about their mindset. So that was one thing because I was living in Thunder Bay, a very small city at the time. And uh, I knew that when I met the right person, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. And so it, I mean, I can just hear there's an ease to it for you guys, even if you were long distance, it didn't seem like a problem, a thing. There's an ease to it. Like it really works. But the one thing I will share about our relationship in all honesty, it also shows like for us, we're in it for the inner work. Like it actually shows a lot of our shadow sides and brings a lot of our healing to the forefront. So, I mean, it it hasn't, it's been an exciting relationship. It's not always easy, but it's worth it. That's awesome. And I love that you say that too, because I think it's also good to talk about not just the good stuff and the stuff we see, the pretty pictures on Instagram, but that there's also the other side of long-term relationships where there are times where it's very dark or it's maybe it's like, it's not a sexy moment. You know, you hit these lows and it's not a sexy moment. It's not going to be passionate all the time when you're with someone long-term, you're going to have some moments together, right? So to be prepared for that, because if that's something you don't want, then maybe you're not ready for a long-term relationship. You know, maybe you just want to have passionate flings where you don't go there. But if you want to go there, you're going to get some stuff that might not be the most fun either. (laughs) Totally. 
So what are three important questions to ask when choosing a partner? Okay. Usually I like to ask questions that show someone's character. So Mm. a good first date question. One of my favorites is, so what have some of your patterns been? Ooh, that's deep. That's open too. It's like they could go anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, well, how it pertains to romantic relationships. It usually just shows if someone has done any introspection. It shows how vulnerable someone can be. And it shows if they're still hanging on to something too. I think if they get reactive or like they don't want to talk about it, I think it shows a lot of where someone is. Um, So that's definitely one of my favorite questions. And um, by the way, if you want to ask that, it's good to be clear on what your patterns are too, because they might want (laughs) to ask you back. (laughs) It's usually bounces back, right? So you got to, if you're going to give it, you got to be able to take it, but at least you know what's coming. Totally, totally. And I mean, one of my patterns was I would always choose emotionally unavailable men. Mm. That was one of my patterns. And um, yeah, so I kind of dove into like why... I did that. Why did I find that attractive? Why did that feel familiar to me so that I could break that pattern? And throughout the years, it got easier. Um, but yeah, that would have been mine if I would, if I was to share with someone. Um, and another question I like is what are your pet peeves? Because I think that shows a lot about a person too. Um, also the tone of how they share what their pet peeves are. Like, is it more mm-hmm. you take responsibility for it? Or for example, like, I don't know. I just have this thing with the sound of chewing. You know, I don't know what it is. Like, I wish I didn't have it. Or is it more like, oh my God, I can't stand when people chew. It's disgusting. Right. So I think that that shows whether they take self responsibility or not, or if they like to blame other, <laughs> other things. <laughs> and also, you could just see what annoys them too. Um, so I think that's a good yeah. question. And then I also like to ask um, about their friends. Like, who's your best friend? And what's your favorite thing about him or her? Um, because I think friendships really set the, you get to know a lot about someone based on their friendships. Do they have long-term friendships? What's their friend like? What are their values? Um, mm-hmm. So I think that shows a lot. Or their family. You can ask about their family too, um, to see their family mm-hmm. values, what their relationship is like with their family. Like, oh, how often do you talk to your family? Um, so yeah, those are three questions that will show you a bit of someone's character without being so like direct about it, but it really, I, I love it. Well, you can ask so casually too. Like you could get away with asking these, but they're all so deep and they can tell you so much. These are great. Uh, thanks, thanks. Yeah. And also I like to recommend usually with questions, it's more out of curiosity versus interrogation too. Cause the energy you mm-hmm. put out, right. People, they feel it. Right. So dating in general, if you, and relationships in life, if you go about it with curiosity, I think it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot more fun for you and also Mm. for the other person too. I love that. The idea of even going through life with curiosity, all of a sudden it just takes the pressure off because you just become curious about whatever it is you're experiencing, whether it's dating, whether it's work, whether it's anything. I love that you just mentioned going through life with curiosity. Oh, totally. Yeah. It makes, it's like a kid, you know, it's like going back to being a kid and you really are less hard on yourself when you view life that way that I'm just learning you know, or even if you're doing an Instagram post, sometimes I'm like, should I post this? Should I not? And I just split my thinking to like, I'm just curious, like, are people, how are going to people respond to this? And I post it. And whether it does mm-hmm. well or not, I don't, it's not personal. I'm just curious, like, oh, okay. And if it didn't do well, I'm like, oh, okay. So my audience doesn't respond to this. That's okay. It takes that pressure off of things. 
Yes. Pressure. Take the pressure off. <laughs> I, I've never heard anybody respond well to pressure when it comes to personal relationships. Mm. It never feels good. And if you've ever had it done to you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't feel good. So that's another thing I, I would do when I was dating is because I wanted a certain result, you know, I wanted it to work out. And even if you try to hide it or you don't say anything, the other person can totally feel it, right? You can totally feel the energy between two people. Like you'll know. <laughs> yeah, totally. So what do you recommend for somebody who, um, if you like somebody, if you have a crush, you're interested in somebody, but you don't know what to do, whether or not to make the first move, any tips with what to do? Sure. So, I mean, from a logic perspective, right? Like this is for people who are afraid to be vulnerable, which I mean, I still have trouble with that and I have to work on it all the time. But if, if you like someone, make sure that they know, (laughs) because if they don't know, you're not even giving that relationship a chance. It's, you're not making it possible to create the relationship of your dreams. Cause if they don't know, you know, sometimes like, Maybe you think you're being friendly or like, I've given all the signals and stuff. And I think it's scary and it's vulnerable because you could get rejected. It could be a no. But the thing is, you have nothing. I don't think you have anything to lose to let them know that you like them. And I did that once with one of my guy friends where it was kind of like we tiptoed around each other for years and you kind of like, I think it is, but not, but it wasn't going anywhere. And I'm like, you know what? Oh my gosh, I just need to say something to him and just let him know because if I never say anything I'm never gonna know and we're just gonna keep doing this and and so one night after hanging out I did I pulled over and I was just like it's now or never I just need to like tell him and it was so awkward and vulnerable, but I'm like oh my god I you do this and then he said and I thought he was gonna totally like reject me based on how awkward I said it but he said oh my god Christine I can't believe you're telling me this because I've liked you for so long. And it's so weird because I feel like you're always like, so like cold to me and I could never like make that first move. So we dated for a while and it was awesome. You know, it was awesome. But I mean, it could have gone the other way. Like he could have said like, no, you know, I feel like we're only friends, which I would have been disappointed. But I feel like it takes that if you want to create, possibly create a relationship. And two things with that. Well, one, if you don't ask, you'll never know. And I almost feel like you prolong the period of not knowing. So it could go like, so if it is a no, you'll just find out sooner or you'll just know, like if you're feeling that way, you'll just get the no sooner and then you can kind of move on a little bit faster. And then the second thing too, is that I think often we think people can read our minds, even with men. Like you, we often think men can read our minds or they just know where, you know, all the signs are there, but they can't, they don't. No. <laughs> men, I find they're so oblivious, right? We think they know, but they like, and even in relationships, it's like, no. Right. Totally. And um, everyone's different, but with men, for example, my husband, I, I literally have to tell him what I want. He's not the most intuitive with that stuff, like hints and stuff most of the time don't work with him. So even with like gifts or whatever, I literally tell him what I want. And and that's just how he performs the best. Like he, like for an engagement ring too, he's like, I just really want it. I want you to want to wear it. You know, can you just, you know, tell me what you want or you can pick it out. And in some, in some ways I'm like, Oh, it's not as romantic that way. But at the same time, I'm like, Oh, I can't expect him to read my mind. Like the important thing is he wants to make me happy. He wants to make mm-hmm. me happy. And that's, that's, I love that. 
I love that he wants to make me happy. Um, so yeah, with women, I feel like our female friends sometimes get it a little more, you know, like I can give you a look like that means I'm uncomfortable. Like, get me out of here. <laughs> My husband would probably be like, are you, are you okay? <laughs> I think her eyes twitching. Like, is there something wrong? Like, is everything okay? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. So it's, it's completely unfair to expect someone yeah. to read your mind. Uh, but what about for somebody actually, well, how do you know you're with the one? Like you were, you were single, you were dating. How do you know? Yeah, this is it. My indicator is that I like who I am when I'm with this person. I'm the full express version of me. I feel good. Like I, you know, like he enhances my life and I feel like I can go out in the world and do anything. That to me was the indicator. And so I think often we can focus on the qualities of the other person. Do they do this, 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 but your emotional intelligence system is really intelligent. It'll tell you how you feel. And if I feel at home, if I feel comfortable in my skin and I feel confident, that's how I wanted to feel. And so I, mm. I had friends, you know, where I felt that way with. So I use that as an example of how I want to feel because other guys that I would date previous relationships, there would be a part of me that would feel smaller or a little insecure. And it's not always the other person's job, right? To do that for you. All of this is really your job. However, there's certain people who make it easier or enhance certain things. So for me, that's how I knew that I was in the right relationship is based on how I felt, which was, um, it was not anxious. It wasn't insecure. It was confident, comfortable. Home. Home. Home is a good word. And that was the, when I first looked at Pete, like when I got introduced to him, that's how it felt. It felt like home. And I mean, I'm not psychic, so I wasn't like, he's the one, but I, (laughs) I was, I was like, I, I was curious. And then I, I thought to myself, like, this guy is worth getting to know. And so as I got to know him, he, he showed me who he was and he never disappointed me. He exceeded my expectations. He always showed up. He didn't run when things got uncomfortable. So yeah. Beautiful. I'm so happy you're sharing this here. It's just, it sounds like a beautiful relationship. How long have you guys been together? It's been about five years and we got married uh, almost three years ago. So it's still, I still consider it new. I mean, you're, when you get married to someone, I heard this somewhere and I feel like it's true is you're committing to getting to know them over a lifetime. So Mm -hmm. we're still learning about each other a lot. And, um, especially after we moved into a house together, like new stuff comes up all the time. I'm like, Oh my gosh, where's this coming from? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I feel like moving in with someone going through a renovation with someone or traveling with a partner too. It just sort of accelerates. actually being in COVID with a partner. This will go through the same thing. It'll accelerate the process because it's just a wild year. Yes. So I always recommend that if you want to get to know someone fast, go travel with them, go on like a hard trip with them where you don't have all your comfortable amenities. I think that's a good thing to do. And also moving together in together, you get to know them. I mean, for me, like we moved in together before we got married and I, cause I wanted to see, I don't like surprises in that way. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, you're not who I thought you were. <laughs> so I wanted to know as much as possible who I was going to marry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's understandable. You know, a, a topic I want to talk to you about because as a photographer I feel like 
you know, you could be the most confident woman in the world. And often you get in front of a camera and often like the confidence is just, it can shrink. Like there's something about being in front of a camera that causes the anxieties to sort of creep up. How do you navigate helping women feel absolutely amazing in your profession? Sure. So by the way, everyone feels like that, unless you're a professional model or actor, you're trained to do that. But that's the first thing that people say to me before we start the photo session. They say, I'm really awkward in front of the camera, like I'm going to need your help. Almost every single person says that. And um, I feel that way as well. It, it's a little better now because I have photographer friends. So as I've gone photographed more, it's a little more comfortable as you do it more. Um, but the number one thing I tell people, because usually if when you get in your head, you're not breathing fully and then, you know, you mm-hmm. look stiff. So normally I help women. We start off the shoot by I'll tell them to walk or be in motion because usually if you're in motion, energy is flowing and it's pretty hard to be stiff. Um, and then I also remind them to breathe. If I can see that they're not breathing, I'm like, hold on a sec, <laughs> take a deep breath. <laughs> and then their shoulders go down a little bit, but the movement really, really helps. Um, cause I think posing can be really awkward, stiff posing. So, um, if you have a photographer also who, uh, talks to you a lot and just kind of puts it on you at ease. So it's not like, this is a photo shoot. It's not like a thing. I, I view it as more like hanging out again, yeah. not as much pressure. Right. And so um, if I'm relaxed about it, I see that my clients tend to be more relaxed about it. Like it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Um, which I think that's most of the people who hire me, they have said that like, you're, you're very calm, you know, and I'm really comfortable around you. So I think that having a photographer that you're comfortable with really helps with that. Mm, any other tips for anybody who's going to get out there and do a little photo shoot or do something? Do photo shoot? Um, you could you could bring a friend with you. I think that helps a lot too when you're your good girlfriends or guy friends. And then I, if you don't get um, if you don't turn red from drinking alcohol, I actually am not opposed to like taking a shot before you start. I <laughs> love that. I'm all for it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, th- those are, those are a few things. And, uh, upon choosing a photographer too, I will give the tip of, um, besides just looking at their online portfolio, ask them to send you a few links from recent shoots where it shows all the photos that they delivered to someone. Because mm-hmm. the, I mean, it's easy to pick, you know, the best five from a shoot, right? Like, oh, those look great, but let me see the consistency and what they're able to bring out in a person throughout the entire shoot. Beautiful. I've done a few photo shoots, you know, ever since launching the brand and doing it. And it's so fun. It's such a fun experience. And I even think like for anybody, even just to tap into that inner confidence, like just doing that, it really, because in the beginning of it, I was always like super nervous and a little bit anxious, not really feeling it. But by the end, I felt like a rock star. It felt so good. Right. So just, and then you have these photos and it's just, I don't know, it was something special. So even if you have my friends who have their own businesses or, you know, wanted to start their own thing, I'm like, go get a professional photo shoot. You're going to love it. And it's going to help you feel really like, you know, you tap into this other thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I love doing branding shoots for women entrepreneurs, because I think it's important to have photos of yourself that you like when people ask, like, I need a headshot. And I think if you don't like your current headshot, you're like, uh. but when you like it, you're like, and you know, you feel good, like, yeah, yeah, I have that photo. I think that's awesome. And a good photo for your LinkedIn or 
or whatever, I think that's important to have. And a lot of the more traditional headshots, I feel like don't really showcase who people are. It's not modern. It's not fresh. And you, you can see it. I feel like you, you feel it in a photo when someone's comfortable. So especially for work, you want to look approachable, right? Like mm-hmm. professional, but approachable. So that's my goal when I uh, take branding shoots for someone. And it's so true because, you know, my background was in real estate. And when I look at my photos from, you know, a decade ago, I was so stiff. Like all of them were blazers. They were like, you know, so tight. And I was not definitely not breathing. I was like, probably just like, <laughs> and it, when you see them, I'm like, I don't even recognize that girl. Like, cause now it's just, I feel more embodied. It's more fun. It's more me. And, uh, and that translates to everything else because I don't feel like. Like before it was almost like I was wearing this suit. I had to wear this position. I had to be a certain way. Whereas now I'm just, I show up as me, even in real estate, you know, cause I'd still have my real estate license back home. And it's so much easier. Absolutely. And it kind of goes with that thing. You know what they say? Like you just do you like be authentic and then the right people just show up even in certain industries, right? Of course there with certain industries, there's this with like being a doctor or something, there's certain professionalism that you have to stay in. However, the people connect to if you're human, if they can sense totally. that in you. Well, it's the whole premise of the show. It's be beautiful. So when you, you're yourself, you're your most beautiful. And, and that's that. So what is, um, what's next? You've got your book out. What direction are you thinking you're going to go? I love yeah. your blog, by the way. You take gorgeous travel photos. Like it's just, it's so fun. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, that's my goal is to have fun and feel inspired. And uh, I'm writing another book because I still have time to write another book. And my um, life coach I see sometimes and he's the one who suggested it. He's like, why don't you start on your second book? I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. I can do that. <laughs> and then um, I would like to do more speaking gigs. So I've started to um, over Zoom because this whole COVID thing, but I would love to do them in person in the near future <laughs> when, when people start doing, crossed. <laughs> when people start doing events again. And um, I have started my own podcast as well, which um, has been fun and interview different types of people, but it's mostly independent, very capable women who are married talking about their marriages because they were really great mo- role models for me when I was single. Um, I think more so than like therapists and professional relationship coaches because they they were walking the talk I saw the results that they had and I I just watched like how they showed up like how do I need to show up to have that and um, this is logic again is to get advice from people who are where you want to be and um, and not everyone has that you know when my mom made the comment she's like you have a lot of friends and really great marriages. And I seek that, you know, I want that. Mm. And um, not everyone has that. So for the people who don't have that, I bring women on the show so they can, can see, you know, and there's a lot of, if you listen to season one, there's a lot of them say the same things about what are their favorite things about their partners? You know, what makes something good for long term? And you'll see, they say a lot of the same things. So if you're stuck in, you know, the cycle of choosing someone based on, oh my God, he's like a DJ and, you know, he's spiritual and all that, but it hasn't been working for you. There might be some other things that you should also look for when you're dating (laughs) these kind of partners. Like, (laughs) yes, yes, they should have a good personality and absolutely be attracted to them and stuff, but don't forget to look at these other things. If you're looking for something long-term, right? You're going to have to look at someone's character. 
Your three questions. You gave them the great. <laughs> They're like detective, like go in there. They're so sly. I feel, yeah, those were awesome. Thank you. Uh, my dear. Well, where can people find your podcast for anybody who's curious to listen? Oh, my podcast is called Show Up with Christine Chang. It's available on Apple and Spotify. And I post the video uh, on YouTube as well. And uh, my book is available on Amazon um, in paperback or Kindle. It's called Show Up, Finding Love for Independent Women. And uh, my Instagram is Chang and Co. if you want to connect with me there. Beautiful. We'll have all of that in the show notes. You guys go check out Christine. Christine, thank you so much for, for being here today. Awesome. Thank you, Samantha. Thanks for listening. If you love today's episode, we have many more amazing topics to come. So make sure to subscribe to never miss a beat. And since you made it this far, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Samantha Roberto and tell me what was your biggest takeaway? I want to know if you're looking for even more support, make sure to check out samantharoberto.com for more information about my coaching packages and stay tuned because next week we have another incredible episode being dropped. And don't worry if you're super eager, we have a whole bunch of binge worthy life-changing episodes already posted so you can keep going there. Remember you are most beautiful when you are you. So turn up your light and shine and we'll see you next week. Thank you.